Hey everybody, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast And I just want to say thank you to all my listeners And before anything happens, please like, subscribe, leave a 5 star review Show some love for your boy out here I appreciate everything, let's get into the show Hey everybody, I would like to thank StereotypeCo.com for officially sponsoring the podcast and looking out for your boy Chase. And I want to thank them for making awesome clothing, making great content, blogs, conducting awesome interviews. It's a really great platform and I would love it if the Chase Talks Hip Hop family could extend an arm and meet up and please, please support StereotypeCo.com. The reason I support them so heavy is because they support me heavy and i appreciate everything that they do to look out for me i love the clothing i love uh, what dave noodles has done to build the company it's really something i can stand behind and i think it's something you should check out so please if you're tired of me talking about it click the link below and check out stereotypeco.com for awesome awesome content and awesome awesome merch thank you I think we might have stabilized everything. But how the fuck am I gonna follow this? Uh, 25 centimeter jam alive. Picking the lock, mama, look at me now. Broken with the chip and a smile. Landscape truck, I be whipping the style. Cutting the grass, I've been ripping the weeds. Triple entendre, I get like a fiend. Lowest on the track, better come with the heat. It's soaking the knowledge I learned from elite. Lyricists to keep feeding the streets. Gold is a mentality, we keep shining. Popping the tape if you're feeling this iron. Armstrong, nine. Hello, lovely people. And I want to say welcome to the Chase Talks hip-hop podcast and today i'm going to be delivering an hour-long show i'm going to talk about a couple of things and usually this would probably be two pieces but i just wanted to give you guys a nice solo show for you guys to hang on to and just to give you an update on what i've been doing i've been recording relentlessly i've been writing a lot just trying to cover my bases i've been producing beats again planning strategizing doing my best to mobilize and again i'm having a lot of fun doing this show i feel revived i feel revitalized and just um the conversation i had with dave recently was amazing i'm reaching out to certain guests that are very special and i'm very excited just to to give the people what they want do what i want and uh, just achieve more goals you know the goals that i've set out for myself and maybe goals that you guys have set out for yourselves as well I want to see everyone do well and um, to anyone listening um, wh- whether what part of the world you're in no matter what I, I truly got got love um, for, for you guys just for, for giving the shit about what I say because I do this all off of um, off of purity and love I, I don't do this off of any bullshit and you know I truly truly get this sense that I'm lucky to be here I'm lucky to be alive so if I don't use my voice for something good, then I feel like I'm doing nothing. So this podcast, I want to start out just talking about the process. And I remember this really interesting interview with Baby Keem where he talked about how sometimes he'll do the process of pantomiming to the beat. Like, you know, like he, he was explaining that he has different facets and processes that he uses when making music and that it isn't always a constant. Now, this really got me thinking about my process, other rappers' process, or artists in general, musicians, whatever it is you may do, but just for the sake of the show, I'm going to specify it towards me. Of course, this is my show. I'm going to specify it towards moi, my music, my production, 
and everything in between you know i really try my best to to switch it up and not get stagnant and the the piece that the the main piece of doing that the main the main uh guidance when it comes to just doing this is consistency so I'm going to let you in on certain things I do religiously, and then I'm going to let you in on certain things I kind of phase through process-wise. And depending if I'm working on a mixtape, depending if I'm working on an album, depending if I'm doing a feature verse, which is which is rare. I haven't done that in a minute. Probably been a... I want to say it's been a couple of years since I've done a feature verse, but I want to get back into doing features for people. I have a lot of fun doing that shit. But, um... Yeah, so I'm going to start out with the, the, the things I do religiously. And one of them regarding production is I do my best to make 20 beats on Saturday and 20 beats on Sunday. And then throughout the week, what I'll do is... And, and by the way, when I say I make 20 beats Saturday, 20 beats Sunday, these aren't always these aren't f- always fully finished, fully laid out beats. But it's okay because during the week, I'll take time, work on a few of them and try to finalize them and just chip at them essentially. That way I don't get bogged down with over-focusing on one thing. And I make beats using my phone, Fruity Loops on my phone. I, I use my computer as well and and I do mix it up. Sometimes I use uh, loops, other times I, I just program everything myself. So I, I do my best to to play around sonically. And I look forward to getting in the studio more, bringing some pre-made beats uh, of my own for my album. Um, but but furthermore, like going back to what I said, so what I'll do is Saturday, I'll make sure to make 20 beats. And usually each day or each weekend, I'll pick a, a different BPM to work with. This weekend, I picked 80 BPM. And today I wrapped on my 40th beat. And I was actually able to to make some coverage and leeway on finalizing quite a bit. And that's, I got to say, it was a good weekend for me. And the reason I've been producing so much is because in September, I plan on launching my my Beat Stars page and just making my, my venture out in the production world since I have such a passion for it. And I'm just looking to produce for all kinds of people from all over the place. I want to build that from all over the place, all over the world. I want to build my portfolio and just um, really expand my uh, impact as far as the hip hop culture, because I love rapping. I love rapping and I'm not going to stop, you know, because because rapping really is the passion for me. And I have I have such an endless passion for rapping, making music, making the beats that you know, for me, I enjoy rapping on other rappers beats over rapping on mine. Like, it's funny, like I could make a better beat than another producer, but part of me is going to still want to rap on that other guy's beat because it still has that mystery aspect. And that's one thing when you're a rapper, a big thing to keep in mind is you need to have this mysterious aspect to your to your craft at points. And part of that is just realizing that you know, you're going to have those bumps. You're going to have those lulls at points. But there is such an importance in sticking to your guns, right, as far as your discipline. And and I've been, and again, I haven't been perfect. I've set this goal multiple times before. But the reason I've been successful in these past couple months with making 40 to 60 beats a week, uh, a weekend, is simply because, um you know, I, I'm able to use my phone, too. 
And I do use my laptop to make beats. And I love to experiment. I like to chop samples and, and have shit that I would never release per se. But I love to create music. And I like to see what textures, what sounds I can use in the further development of the projects I work on. And two, in making beats, I've learned a lot from the from working with the the other producers that i have worked with you know i want to give a shout out to villain on this uh project i'm working on rooting for the villain it's super dope because villain is just such an ill producer and and i i give the highest praise to villain because villain is just savage behind the boards like really you can he can produce any kind of beat but he he always has his signature flow and flair to it, and with villain again like uh even alchemy beats, you know what I mean shout outs to alchemy beats because he has this special ability to to weave the instrumentation in such a, a heavenly manner like if you go and listen to the tracks I've done with him, you go and listen to his beats, uh, whether it's on YouTube or beat stars like it's just so lush, it's so wonderful, and the amount of attention he has towards um the his musicianship not just his production skills his musicianship is really next level so i got nothing but but praises for these guys and and their process i'm not too familiar on their process right um cheeto beats i'm not as familiar on his process but i mean shit he's disciplined because he is constantly releasing things and I got nothing but love for Tito. He's one of the coolest dudes. And please go support him and check out his music. Um, he is one of the illest dudes. And he's a hell of an MMA fan. I love talking fights with him. And true, the the production, the, the production aspect, when I explain my work ethic there, why I think it's important for me to get those reps in is because if you fall out of it, and I have, right, you, you, you can... It can come to a detriment because you need to always, you you always have to make something because the thing is when you're a producer and especially if you're trying to make a financial means off of it at points, it does require a level of consistency because I don't know about anyone else, but when I make beats, I make a quantity, right? And not all of them are always good. Some of them, fair amount of them actually, I scrap if it, if it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm okay with that because... Again, part of the process. I make certain beats. I might be like, nah, I'm going to save this for me. And then other times, I like for instance, I've been tailoring making beats for certain people. And I have such a, a good time doing it that, I know it to, to me, hip-hop is about that, that experimental aspect. So even Louis the Kid gave me some advice and he said... Maybe like if I pretended like I was in the studio with Joey Badass and I had to make a beat for him, how would that beat sound? What would I do with it? And um, how would I make it unique? And, and that's the thing. I like to get in that mindset, you know, because one thing I really respect about the DJ premieres of the world is they really gave a fuck about the personality behind the beat, the conversation, the artist and how it um, how it just integrated with the the overall vibe and the music and then that's that's what was wonderful about that process and that's just me on the beat making process and then when it comes to actual writing my standard of anything is i need to write at least one verse a day i need to write i write vocabulary words every day just to keep my brain sharp um i do these language lessons these are these are the these are some of the little things 
But a lot of it too is I do take time to sift through beats and to listen. That way I could establish uh, patterns and melodies in my head. And another thing I like to do is I record freestyles. I record stuff I won't release um, just to have it there to see if I can kind of pull something out of uh, pull something out of thin air. Because sometimes that will happen. I think, God, I need to find this old video of me freestyling over this Beyonce sample beat. And I was just, for some reason, you, you, when you're a rapper and you hit that zone, you, you just hit it or you don't sometimes. And I was really in that zone. But, um... Yeah, freestyling, writing, j- just putting in the practice. Again, this is where it comes into. In my recording schedule, I wish I could say I was more disciplined, but I I do take take my time and at least record a demo or so every couple of days. And then I want to try to get in the studio and record maybe once a week. And, and this has been slow, right? Because I'm in between. I'm pretty much wrapped on this Asada project. I'm prepping to release that soon. Another and the single should be dropping for Asada very soon as well, and then I plan on dropping Rooting for the Villain. So I'm gonna be doing different things with different engineers. So be it, but the process, uh, this, sticking to the process is the main thing. I can't stress this shit enough. Where the, there are days I don't want to do this, right? And and there is value too in breaking up your routine, living life, because if you just work all the time then all you're going to be writing about is work or you're just going to be rapping about working and writing. And, and again, that's I, I, I can fall into that trap if I'm not careful. So you have to live life. You have to see what's going on. You have to make mistakes. You have to essentially get bruised up here and there to to get to that next level. And this is the part where, yeah, like it's okay to have that rigid discipline and then it's okay to have that eccentric um, exploration side where you want to live life and, and uh, try new things and then that might grant you inspiration or it could grant you new experience to write upon and just to to grow yourself mature yourself and that that's the beauty of of just experiencing experiencing life in a lens that can mold you to be better like that that is simply the best way I can put it and writing is is something special because I I can get lost in the rhymes at points and writing can go a lot of ways. And I'm at a point where I don't always want to rhyme shit. I really am trying to adapt something new and I don't want to let you guys too in on this, but I'm, I just, at points, you know, I really want to break from the pack, break from the herd and just get, get my own identification. But throughout these years, it's taken me some time to really develop. But if I go through, for instance, like if let me break down the process a bit. <sighs> which, which song should I break down? Because I have I have a few records. Let me, let me start with Heart Into the Soil. This is my debut album, and this is my favorite project I have released thus far. And my f- oh, Jesus Christ, it's a tough one. But all right, let me say this: one of my favorite songs is Drugged In, uh, The Evils, and this song Drugged In. The reason I love this song is because the way it came together was incredibly organic and also just serendipitous. So the beat is produced by Pearson. I contacted him. I arranged to buy it, et cetera, et cetera. And I immediately wrote to it. Like, it's one of those records where it just kind of came to me as soon as I heard it. It was done. And I, I wrote it. 
I think within a day. And I believe I recorded a demo, returned to it, finished it up. But with that song, why it was special is because to me, it 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 had this, it felt like it was already preordained to happen. And when I say that, it's because I uh, went through something near my house where there was a, a police raid uh, near on my neighbor's place. And long story short, it turned out to be a drug den, right? And I already kind of had this concept beforehand. And when this all happened, it gave me the different perspective. So that's when I, and also my, like the, the block I was living on was kind of heavily policed. And, and then here, another quick story is I remember when I went to go get some Gatorade, I was doing laundry at my apartment and I came back, there was a police officer writing up my, my license plate and I was lost. I was like, sir, you know, why are you writing me up? I, I, I haven't done anything, this and that, this and that. And I said, what, what, what color is the Tahoe? What color is, is the car you're looking for? He said, oh, it's gold. And my vehicle is silver. And I said, okay, all right, this is odd. But it, it, apparently some, uh, some woman did a hit and run. And some blonde woman did a hit and run. And I was confused. And I said, well, no other person drives this but me. And it was very, uh, very funny. But again, sorry guys, I know I can go off on a tangent, but th- this is what I mean. Like this song kind of takes me back. Even um, Salem's Lot, when I put that record together, you can hear it. Like there's a certain, like like that album for me was a lot of, um, it was a lot of rumination, but it was also a lot of me catching that vibe in real time and then putting it together. So the joy of, of doing the music was just getting lost like I really got lost in in the process because I was living the life I was going through these ups and downs and I was building up the project getting features getting low smart battles triz and doing the ambulance record was really sick and and the story behind the ambulance is out of the blue I remember I just got into making beats again one day and I just started cooking and I made three beats. One of them was textbook. And I believe the other one was ambulance. And then the other, and I can't remember the other one. But, the, oh, was it Salem's Lot? It might have been Salem's Lot. So I made three really dope beats in one day. And it felt like I captured lightning in a bottle. And I felt so good about myself. And um, what I like about the ambulance beat is because it's quick pace, but it's fairly simple. But anyway, I... I um. I immediately just thought of King Los because Los is one of, again, one of the greatest MCs, one of my personal favorites, greatest, probably arguably greatest freestyler ever. He's done battle rap. He is, uh, he has competed in every form of hip hop when it comes to being a wordsmith. So again, like getting, getting, getting to work with him was such an honor and I I put everything together, wrote my verses. I t- I took my time. I think I wrote my verses over three weeks, right? And I felt really prepared. I felt overly prepared. I had a lot of bars. There was a lot of shit I, I ended up not even fucking using on the track because I had so much written. But um, I I ended up I I ended up sending the track to Los. I got his verse. 
I ended up putting things together. And then if you listen to the end of that record, you hear me, you hear that chopped up part where Lowe's like Black Cadillac, Black Cadillac, Ambulance, Black Cadillac, Black Cadillac. And, and I did that. And, and I did that because it had that, that bounce. Like Lois has a great bounce with his voice. And I just felt like I wanted to have my moment where I got to remix Los's raw vocals. And it felt, it felt like such a fucking honor. It was really dope. And just to, just to take a chance, you know, and, and really, even, even the intro to that record, certain things aren't planned. I do improvise here and there because to me, improvision isn't exactly the worst thing because rigidity can be the thing that holds you back because there's a difference between being disciplined. There's a difference between being stubborn, right? So you need to be disciplined in what you need to do, but also be a little bit open-minded when you are in that creative process. Even be willing to improvise if you feel loose enough to do so. Because if I were to sit here and freestyle and go off the head, busting off these mental notes like it's a semi with lead, but instead I keep them fed because they want to take those meds. All I do is see red. Why am I on such a short syllable? I move out here like I'm unkillable or the guns aren't fillable. I need to drink water and then do a filibuster. I've been sipping, not tripping. Why are they giving me lip? I'm not going to be tipping. You know, I'll be flipping the table before I'm flipping my lid. You see, like, they're... um. There are patterns that you can jump into. Like how I did that was, it, it's almost like this hypnotism aspect. But there's a lot of things I try to do to feed into my process. I try to write short stories. I try to draw. I try to do different things that can um, inspire me. And yeah, other times, yeah, again, like I can hum to shit, try to find melody. I And collaboration has been such a beautiful tool for me. Working with my friend Majinem, aka Malik. Uh, who's a great dude um, working on my engineering skills even because again engineering is my weakest link for sure but I have gotten better at it over time to the point where certain complaints that I used to hear would disappear but I'm I'm just a fan of of getting lost in it and I think that if if anyone can understand anything it's it is about getting lost in your craft and having love for it and I have a deep love for this shit because, again, it's a, a lot of people can come and go and a lot of people can have expectations and people get into stuff for weird reasons. But I do get lost in the process and I do feel good when I write a song, when I compose something that feels good. And there are so many records that I, I remember, like, Back to My Ways. I wrote that. I think what I remember when I wrote, what was it? I wrote Back to My Ways. I wrote, gone, we don't quit, bossing up, 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 mm-mm, we don't care. All right, so what is the track list? So I had to go to my track list, but I I believe I did back, I wrote Back to My Ways. I wrote, Don't Trip, and I think I wrote Act 3 Symphony in one day or like in a couple of hours, all three of them, I just got... I just wrote those records and I just get lost in the beat sometimes. And again, like that, that is also a testament to these producers and what they can do. You know, when you have a good enough producer that knows that knows you or, or knows how to put things together, it can really change the whole game. And again, you need to try things and, and not to say I'm the most seasoned, whatever, but at the same point, I have been doing this for quite a bit of time and um, just steadily building my name. But the the reality is like the process is everything. You can't forget that 
doing the work, writing a verse, just doing that shit alone, you're you're gonna be able to, you're gonna be able to even double your money. You're gonna be able to get things quicker and, and get things done quicker, and you'll be able to navigate this this world so much easier because you're not gonna have all this exposition into your craft. You're just gonna know, okay, I can turn it on, I can get my work done, and I can build something, you know. And that's the thing. Like I always. I believe I just saw this video not long ago of Kendrick talking about having like having a losing uh, hard drives full of music. And again, like that sound real. It's like, you know, people have a lot of music. Artists record a lot of shit and sometimes shit can get lost in the ether. Right. So this this treatment like of artists where, you know, where we expect something from them. It's really fucked up because you're you're taking away their license to to be human. You're taking away their license to truly create freely and you can feel how you want. But like for instance, for the rock people, when it comes to the band Rush, people are going going to prefer certain eras of Rush, right? Some people are going to prefer the working man era. Other people are going to prefer the Tom Sawyer era. Then other people may prefer that electronic era or something from the 90s. And okay, let's let's break that down. I think a lot of things fall into that category, hip-hop included. So my, my final conclusion when it comes to any process is a lot of it just comes down to getting lost into it. And I've seen a lot of interesting videos with many artists um i've i've seen the art of uh rap documentary with ice t where you see many artists get into their process Pharaoh Monch talks about his writing process in a video with with peter rosenberg yeah peter rosenberg i really like that uh joey badass as well who else who else i mean, even like stephen king someone who isn't a rapper per se but he is a very interesting guy and especially when it comes to his acumen and writing it, it wouldn't hurt to study people like that it doesn't hurt to study you know james baldwin it doesn't hurt to to study these really great writers who have put such a dent who have put such a, a dent in their respective fields so I, I guess my true outlook on anything and i never really give advice but my true outlook on it is you just have to establish your patterns and you just have to figure out what your personal goals are even if it's just making one hot beat a month just figure out what it is you know, and, and just kind of come to terms with what you want to do, really. But my next subject I'm going to talk about is Kanye West. Now, this is going to seem very crazy, and I've already said, oh, I'm not too big on this, but I'm going to rank every Kanye album. So let's get the drum roll going, take a second, take a little interlude, and then let's get back to it. Okay, lovely people, we are back, and I'm going to get into the process of ranking every single fucking Kanye West project. So, without further ado, drum roll, please. Okay, so my least favorite is going to be Donda. Now, this is not me just hating on the most recent project that Kanye West has ever done. That genuinely isn't it. 
But let's be fair, we haven't had the chance to really sit with it as long for it to be determined as one of his best projects. I don't really think it is considered his best project because there is a lot, 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 lot to uh, sift through. And my issue is, uh, it's a good album, but there is a lot of it to sift through and it's not exactly the most concise of projects. But I think Donda, I'm going to put down... Jesus is King and Donda, again, like, Jesus is King is shorter. So it's kind of more of a focused project. But I'm going to put Donda as my, I guess you could say, least favorite. So let me let me count, like, how many projects. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there's ten projects. Number ten. Great, it's a top ten list. Uh, So, ten, Donda. Number nine is going to be Jesus is King. Now, Jesus is King, minus certain references to Chick-fil-A, whatever. It's a solid project, but again, a lot of the religious overtone. And then, you know, I don't know. It's weird how, how the phase of Kanye goes. But yeah, it was that, the religious undertone of... Uh, Jesus is King. I guess it might have turned me off a little bit because of the, the heavy church focus. But overall, I do I do look at the creative impact and I do see what he was aiming for. And again, he's a risk taker. Number eight is going to be Yay. And it's funny, like it's all been kind of chronological. But number eight is Yay. Um, I pick Yay because as it is a shorter project and I do love it a lot. Again, um, it really is Kanye at a different stage. And this is Kanye after he did the whole slavery is a choice shit. And it really was the, the beginning of this new age or kind of the dark ages of Kanye West that kind of led to who he is now. But now we have number seven which I'm going to have to give to 808s and Heartbreaks. Now, I fucks with 808s and Heartbreaks heavy, and I don't want people to get this twisted. I have bumped this album quite a bit, and I really fucks with it. And I fuck with the I'll See You On My Nightmares track, the joint with Young Jeezy, amazing, uh, the intro with Kid Cudi. There's a lot of fucking heat on this project, but there is there are some misses on it. I'm not the biggest fan of bad news like that there are certain things that just didn't really jive with me too much but overall it's not a bad project but it isn't my favorite and so what have i said i've said donda i've said jesus is king yay and then i went it awaits and heartbreak and then so what is that that's so my number six so one so ten is donda nine is jesus is king eight is yay Seven is 808s and Heartbreaks. So that means six is The Life of Pablo. The Life of Pablo is, to me, what would happen if if Kanye was more focused on what Donda was. Because there was a lot to unpack on Life of Pablo. There was a lot going on. But at the same time, it wasn't so so packed in that we couldn't really get the full grasp or full picture out the gate. I feel like Life of Pablo being simplified did give it an advantage because it was much more digestible than some of his future work. And I felt like th- I feel like this might be one of his last great projects I've heard. And not to shit on his new music. I like it. 
But the life of Pablo was a really solid project. And the way he addressed things on tracks like Famous, Father Stretch My Hands, it truly is a standout project. So that's number six. Number five. And number five, I'm, I'm going to say Yeezus, guys. So number, number five is Yeezus. And Yeezus... Jesus is really was the first major. Well, no, this no, I won't say that because 808s and Heartbreak was somewhat divisive for Kanye and hip hop fans, but Jesus got pretty divisive as far as opinions from media, shit that Charlemagne was saying, shit that uh, people on Hot 97, what they were saying, saying they didn't like it, that that what that that it was leaning towards a lot of Eurocentric sounds, but. I like Yeezus because it was such a fucking left turn for Kanye. And it really was his, I mean, I wouldn't say his start to experimentation. Because if you listen to 808s, yeah, aspects of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy too as well. But Yeezus was such a fucking, was such a experimental risk, musical risk that Kanye took. That how could it not pay off? And I gotta say, I... I got to give it up for Kanye, you know? I really do. Um, Yeezus was a solid project. Some of my favorite tracks have to be On Sight, Black Skinhead, I'm In It, uh, Hold My Liquor, New Slaves. There, there are some hitters on this project. And again, it does have almost like this this quality and, and disquality to it because of the way it was made and it was grungy. But I got to say, Yeezus is my number five pick. And that's just how I feel. Like it or not, Kanye does have a good grasp on what he does from time to time. And especially with his experimentation, even though he didn't always he didn't always do a good job of drifting us into it. He uh, he did make an effort. So Yeezus is my number five. Number four. Oh, God. Uh, Jesus. We're getting down to some of my favorite, favorite Kanye projects, people. Number four is Graduation. Now, Graduation, I remember buying this CD. I love the artwork. I love the music. And this is damn near a perfect album, if you ask me. I love, I pretty much love it from top to bottom, from Good Morning to, to Homecoming, from Everything I Am to Stronger. This album really was a, another turn for Kanye as far as him graduating into the mainstream realm of music, not just hip hop, but music in general, pop music. And this was essentially him drifting into pop stardom, becoming the icon that he is now. And this was him, you could say, at his biggest, had his height of praise and success as far as his public, the way the public viewed him. And this is, was this around the time too he, he talked about? Might have been after this, he spoke about George Bush not caring about black people. Like, this was an interesting era for Kanye. And this graduation project really encapsulates that, who he was and how he was essentially graduating into this new world and dictating his creative life. And this leads me to my number three. He, he dictated his creative fantasy, you could say. His beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. I put this album at number three. And I love this project because, again, I remember getting it, going through the artwork and the way he, it was packaged, the art behind it. It was it was just so fucking 
interesting. It was so dope. And I know I'm overusing interesting. It was just so fucking awesome because it just it had all this really strange art. But then the music was something else. The production from No ID, Kanye, uh, Plain Pat, Mike Dean, the tracks like Hell of a Life, Lost in the World, Devil in a New Dress, Runaway, So Appalled, Monster, All of the Lights, Power, Gorgeous, Dark Fantasy. I mean, there isn't really a bad track. Like, every fucking song is really good on this project. And there's no shame in saying that. I really like this album. And it is an exploration into that dark side of Kanye West that that it was kind of shied away from, to be real. And I don't know if people were going to love my number two pick. But my number two is The College Dropout. The College Dropout is his debut album. And again, great fucking project. From All Falls Down, I'll Fly Away, Spaceships, Jesus Walks, Get Em High, The New Workout Plan, Breathe In, Breathe Out, featuring Ludacris, features with Talib Kweli, Common, Jay-Z, J-I-V, J-G-L-C, Consequence, Selena Johnson, Twisted, Jamie Foxx, Most F, Freeway, The Boys Choir of Harlem, and with the track through the wire where he was lit- where he was literally rapping through his broken jaw with this with it wired together and that is the most powerful shit like that is really something you know like and this album was his jumping off point of him saying i'm not just a producer i'm i am bigger than that and you guys can't hold me to anything and this is why you know, it's such a seminal project, and you have to listen to it as a hip hop fan, because at the time that 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 project came out during the G Unit gangster rap era, and somehow it was still able to flourish under everything. So again, I put that at number two, strictly on impact, musicality, and just the fact it really was a game changer. But this this next album, I feel is just as impactful as the college dropout, if not more. So I want to talk about Late Registration. This album features Adam Levine, the introduction of Lupe Fiasco, Jamie Foxx on the track Gold Digger, the major single, Paul Wall, GLC, Common gets his own interlude, Crack Music featuring The Game, Bring Me Down featuring Brandy, Diamonds from Sierra Leone remix with Jay-Z, and we're major, featuring Nas and really though. And then it wraps up with Gone featuring Consequence and Cameron. And I gotta say too, his tribute to his mom on Hey Mama is really beautiful. And then another aspect of what makes this album great is the assistance from John Bryan. Just Blaze did help with the Touch the Sky, but John Bryan is in general the co-producer and he's all over this project. And he provides the orchestral sound and it mixes so well with Kanye's uh, soul sampling, his drum patterning. And that's what I really like about this project. It was the perfect marriage. And if you're unfamiliar, Brian, John Bryan has produced Circles with Mac Miller. So th- this guy, I think he's been sought out by hip-hop artists, hip-hop artists many a times, as well as him also doing the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind soundtrack. And... Kanye on this project, I think it's some of his best content, some of his most personal music. This is him at a very vulnerable time, 
this is, even though it's before his mom passed, but you get him, you get Kanye covering all these aspects, talking about gold digger, losing, losing all of your money to a conniving woman, you know, touch the sky. Uh, I heard him say, you know, nothing's ever promised tomorrow, today. And, th- and that's him, I doubt, in the beginning of the album, right? And then Touch the Sky is him achieving success. Gold Digger is the ramification of success. Drive Slow is him trying to ruminate and piece his life together. My Way Home is him going home and realizing that's where the hate is. Crack music is the harsh reality of the hood. Roses is the harsh reality of losing someone you love. Bring Me Down is adjusting to the criticism that you face from people who aren't ready. Addiction, well, self, you know, it summarizes everything. It's about addiction, right? Diamonds from Sierra Leone, the cost of the shine. And We Major is a celebration of blackness, money, and excellence. 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 And you get to Hey Mama, which is a celebration of his mom and the sacrifices she made. And it's a beautiful song. And again, one of his best records. Um, Celebration is dope. Uh, Maybe the most skippable track is Celebration. Gone is an excellent conclusion. And I I really love it. I love the the Cameron verse especially. But I mean, again, I could go on all day about late registration, really. But that that's how I chose to rank it. Again, if you have any issue, it's all right. I don't mind the criticism. But again, this is just an opinion, so don't take it so personal. But what do you guys think? What is your favorite Kanye album? Is it My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Do you love Donda? Do you love Jesus is King? Just tell me what you think. Remember, um, I'm pretty available even though I'm not on the social media anymore. But I got to say, guys, I'm really thankful um, that you guys have listened to this. If you got this far, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to me rant about my artistic process and just get it out of my brain, I guess. I don't really know. But um, yeah, I got a lot in the works. Keep at it. I got a show coming want to say late July, early August, but no promises have been made yet. But all I do know is I'm hitting the stage soon. Anyway, have a great day. I'll be checking you guys on the flip side. And yeah, take care.